Hello and welcome to the Writing Sparrow podcast. I'm Serena Langer and this podcast is all about writing, publishing and marketing your book. You can find transcripts on my website at serenalanger.com. Let's get started. All right, hello friends and sparrows and welcome back. It's the 19th of September 2020 and this is episode 7. I've got a horror author Beverly Lee here with me on Zoom, nicely socially distanced, and we're going to talk about writing short stories and submitting them to anthologies because that's something that she's really excelled at this year. So hello Bev, welcome first of all. Uh, Hi Serena, thank you so much for inviting me to take part. You're very welcome. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, Well, as I've just uh, mentioned in the brief introduction, you've been doing really well this year with uh, just generally writing horror stories and getting them into anthologies. I know. It's been quite a surprise for me, actually, because obviously (laughs) you know that I'm I'm an actual horror novel writer. The short stories kind of came about because I moved house this year, uh, so I didn't have the focus to really work on anything longer. So I started just messing about creatively with short stories. Yeah, and I've just been really surprised at how well people have taken to them. Well, I'm not. I know how great you are. (laughs) But I I also know just how long your move has taken. So I know that you've also had quite a lot of time to write short stories and get used to that format. Yes, the, the whole move, I could write a horror novel on the whole move. I, <laughs> I mean, moves are never great anyway, but I know just how much of a nightmare yours has been. Um, well, so to start with, I've tried to write some short stories and I find it to be a very different format to writing for length novels. So my first question would be, how do you, how do you approach it? Is it very different for you? Do you approach it in a similar way? I think what you have to remember is that there's not a lot of room for sort of endless rambling or world building in a short story. You've got a specific number of words and it's very important to keep to that number of words. Um, Don't don't go under and don't go over because obviously the people that put in the anthology out have said the word count for a reason. But like, but like a normal story, you do need a beginning, a middle and an end. It's just an abridged version of that. Um, you've got to keep your pacing even. Um, You can't really start off slow and then build up. Um, And the most important thing is the ending. You have got to satisfy your reader at the end. You can't leave them thinking, well, what was this all about? No, definitely. I mean, I've read some, well, I've read quite a few short stories this year, actually. I've been reading a few more anthologies as well, because I I would like to try doing what you're doing. Maybe get some of my short stories into maybe some anthologies. And for me, it's been, um, well, writing it has been a very different process, but also quite exciting. And I think when I'm reading short stories, you can really tell the difference between an author who's really researched how to do it and someone who's just approaching it in exactly the same way as a full-length novel, because they'll build it slowly, as you said, and they end up getting carried away a little bit. And, you know, you sit there as a reader just thinking, we don't have time for this. (laughs) Yeah, Get to the that, point. That, 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 that is very true. Yes, I think it's quite, um, not, not difficult as such, but I think you definitely need to, well, it's almost a whole new thing to get used to, isn't it? It is, it is. And I know that when I'm reading short stories, 
if that first paragraph grabs me, I know it's going to be good. Much like a novel, it's the, it's the hook, you know, you, you don't just want, you know, somebody in a room talking about something. You want something that will make you either go, oh, and want to carry on. I'm not sure if this will apply to you so much, because I know that you've actually been approached to write for anthologies rather than you having to find them yourself and then apply to them. People are approaching you to write for their anthologies, which is incredible. But um, if you if you look at um, various listings of anthologies looking for more stories, they tend to ask for a specific kind of theme. Yeah, for agreed. example, do you, do you it, write to the theme specifically? Or I, do I, you... I do. I'm, I'm, ve I'm very aware of the brief. I mean, they, there's not much point, you know, if they're asking for, say, a story set in a graveyard when the graveyard is only mentioned in one paragraph. No. You know, they're asking for it for you know for a certain reason, um, and I, and I think it also applies that do your research on your genre and your the anthologies you wish to submit to. It's not any point you know submitting a dark fantasy to a proper horror unless there's a crossover unless they say there's a crossover because it's just a waste of your time and a waste of their time. Yeah, definitely. I found um, I've tried doing a bit of both this year. I think I've tried. Um, just writing a short story just for the sake of writing a short story and then see if I could possibly fit it to. Yeah, um, I've done that as well. Yeah, but then I also, I get, I, God, I can get so carried away with this. But when I look at the listings and what the various short story collections are looking for, um, I get quite, it's, it's almost like falling down the Pinterest rabbit hole where you think, yeah. this sounds exciting, I can write something to that. Yeah. And then suddenly you feel inspiration to write something for like 10 anthologies and you don't really have time to write anything for two. So well, well, it, is, it is a bit like that. It's like being in a sweetie shop, isn't it? Yes, I, I was just thinking it's a bit like being in a candy shop. It's, yeah. it's very exciting. <laughs> it's almost like a writing prompt really, isn't it? Yes. Oh, it is. It is. And once you find one that really gets you excited, you kind of know that, Yes, this, this is this is what I want to do. I mean, but, but quite often though, when I start a short story, I have no idea how it's going to pan out. I'll just start with an idea and know I have to have a certain thing in it, and then I'll just let whatever character that I'm writing kind of show me the way. And that's really very exciting because when you're writing a novel, sometimes it takes a long time to get to know a character, whereas in a short story, you have to instantly know what that character wants. Yeah, I think for me, that was another thing that I wasn't quite sure about. It's when, when I start writing a new novel, I do quite a lot of plotting beforehand. I need to know that I know the characters, at least, at least the main character and the main villain, mm -hmm. so that I know how they might influence the story and how they might end up influencing each other. But yes. when I sit down to write a short story, I almost feel like I should still do that kind of level of getting to know my characters first. But then on the other hand, you're only writing something that's maybe at most 5,000 words long. Yes. So yeah. I'm never sure if I still want to put in that same amount of work beforehand or if I should really just start writing and just go for it. Well, you can, I mean, again, you can get a first draft down and you can look at it and you can go, oh, this isn't working. And then just take out the elements that you would do if, if you were editing a novel. Take out the elements and put them into the second draft and then, and then just rewrite the bits that you don't like. Yeah, I think I'm going <laughs> to have to do some more experimenting with that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I haven't written too many yet, but I'm seeing how well you're doing with yours. 
And another friend of ours, Navellimi, she's starting to get into quite a few anthologies as well. I noticed that. I noticed that on Twitter. I saw that Villainy was. So that's that's really good. I said to her, it's it's, it's I'm having what I'm calling like like this Pokemon moment where I go, you know, I, I put up my sleeves and I go, right, I'm going to try my best as well. <laughs> Seeing you guys succeed. I can almost uh, picture Ash doing it. <laughs> but, but but again, it's, it's just swings and roundabouts. I mean, I've just been incredibly lucky this year that every everything I've submitted, whether they've asked me to submit it or whether I've actually submitted it uh, cold, um, they've accepted and nobody's more surprised than me when I get... That's gone extremely well. <laughs> so have you been approached to submit your short stories for all of those anthologies or have you approached some of them yourself first? Um, the first one, uh, which was by released through Candisa Press, which is Graveyard Smash Volume 2, I was approached um, by the editor for that one. Um, the second one, which was the um, charity anthology in aid of COVID research, Diabolica Britannica, I was approached for that one as well. Um, the one that has just released in Places We Fear to Tread from Cemetery Gates Media, that, that, that was a cold submission. Um, I just followed the brief. Uh, and I've also had a flash hour accepted by them for the beginning of next year. That was a cold submission. Um, um, and the one that's coming out, I believe, at the end of this year for another charity anthology uh, in aid of um, Women's Refuse, we Are Wolves, which is edited by the lovely Gemma Amar and Laurel Hightower. I was approached for that one as well. And the list just keeps growing longer, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, well, normal mortals like me, um, you know, we're probably not going to just get approached to just submit to, to an anthology. Um, but I think what you've already said is probably going to be quite helpful for that. You know, one, do your research. Yes. Follow the brief, as you said you've done, yes. and also just stick to the theme because there's a reason it's there. So yeah. if the theme is graveyards and there's no point writing a story, getting carried away with it, have nothing at all to do with graveyards, and then just quickly put in one line like, yeah. when I was five, we went to a graveyard once. Yes. And then hope <laughs> that that ends up meeting the brief because it probably won't. Yes, I, I, I'm not quite sure they would accept that. Maybe not. Even if it is really good and even if you end up... Well, maybe if you, if you were famous enough, because then the name is going to... Yeah, maybe, up, maybe if you were Stephen King, you could maybe get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But we probably can't. <laughs> no, no def definitely not. Uh, you know, as you said, it's basically a writing prompt, isn't it? So you... you it is. I mean, and I think for me, that's easier to write than to just sit and just start writing something completely out okay. of nothing because I need to have at least some idea of where I'm going. Yeah, you, you, have, you have to have an idea. It's very hard just sitting down and opening up a Word document and then just staring at the blank page and the cursor flashing and thinking, <laughs> oh, I have to produce something because nothing is guaranteed to make your muse run in the corner and hide and something like that. No, definitely not. I've tried that a few weeks ago when I first thought, right, I'm going to try doing some writing some um writing some short stories that's weirdly hard to say it is, it's yes. like a tongue twister <laughs> but you know i i just I, I think i put into my porno journal write two or three short stories that week which 
obviously is going to be quite ambitious anyway, but I had lots of free time and I was feeling really pumped up to do it, you know? Well, so can I, do this. Can yeah, do so life. I thought I was really excited to just get on some short stories and I sat down and I think because I had no idea of what to what to go for, my enthusiasm died very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what happens though, isn't it? You've just got to kind of grit your teeth and just get some words down and sometimes you can't get a hundred down but sometimes they just flow out of your fingers it's just one of those things about being a writer yeah I mean every story is always going to be different you know whether that's going to be a short story or a full-length novel they're all going to be slightly different and one approach that's worked for your last story may not work for the next one absolutely which is not helpful No, if we, if we could like just have one process and then just stick to that and it just works for every story that would be brilliant and really useful i mean, I mean you, you kind of learn as you go along as well i mean you kind of learn what format works for you and then sometimes you'll think about i mean i i, I submitted one and um they've asked for a rewrite because it's not they like the, they like the idea they like the theme but they don't like the way i presented it and that and that was just that was just an experiment on my part to see if it would work and it doesn't. So I'm in the middle of rewriting that one, but Hey, I mean, that's how you learn, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I always think there was something like what we do with writing books, the best and really probably only good way to learn is by doing it. Yes. You know, you, you can read all the theory books that you want hundreds if you, if you like, but you're not really going to see what actually works for you until you sit down and make yourself write the words. That's it. Um, I, I mean, as regards finding markets for submissions, which I'm assuming is going to be one of your next questions, I'm preempting this. Um, I use I use Twitter a lot because you will find that a lot of people, um, authors that write short stories, will actually mention that there's an anthology coming up. Um, the Horror Tree is a very good one to follow. Um, they do weekly um, links to the short story anthologies that uh, are wanting things uh, and also uh, follow accounts um, that produce the short stories like Cemetery Gates because they'll often have links to say that they're um, accepting submissions. See that's where I then end up getting carried away it's on the Horror Tree mm-hmm. website I found yeah. a look and they are listing all the various places that are currently looking for submissions on there and you see this story is looking for something with ghosts and witches and lots of gore say and then the next one is just looking for something that's a bit more lighthearted, but obviously still horror related and it just needs mm-hmm. to it, it, it just needs to have something somehow to do with regret of some kind yeah. so you start going through all of those and you think oh this sounds exciting i can write something to that and then suddenly before you know it two hours have passed and you haven't written anything yes. but you've yes, identified about 20 or 30 anthologies that you really want to submit to and you don't really have the time to do any of it because you just end up browsing more instead of yeah. writing anything again again it's like falling down that black hole of pinterest isn't it i think what you have to do is you have to kind of limit yourself you have to go on and you go i'm going to find three say that I want to submit to. And then when you've found your three, leave the site, go away. Yeah, just just close it. I mean, I've got um, the forest app installed even on my browser so that I can just, I can, I can start planting a tree and then I can't open anything while I write, which is really useful because I, I can tell while I'm writing, I get 
then carried away so often that I think I just quickly just see if I have an email. It, it doesn't say that I do, but I just quickly look at my inbox for no good reason other than procrastination and it won't let me. So the ah. amounts of time that I have started writing and I thought I, I was quite focused, but that I then just had that found the timer instead. Yeah. Really makes you realize how unfocused you can be when you think you're being very focused. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like these people that say that they, they, they turn off their, their Wi-Fi when they're actually writing so that they, you know, they can't get any emails and things in. But then you tend to think, why oh, if somebody needs me urgently? Yes. It's ridiculous. See, oh. I wouldn't be able to do that because my partner, he works downstairs and he needs the Wi-Fi for work. Ah, so I wouldn't be able to try the theory, but I can see why it might work. I mean, I always figure, you know what, if you have an email, say if you're maybe you've gone shopping or you're out and about just going for a walk and maybe there, there is no Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. then whoever's emailing, you can probably wait for half an hour. Yeah. It's not a matter of life and death, is it? No, I mean, it's, it's unlikely to be. So it's probably okay if you ignore it just for a little bit. You know, it'll still be there afterwards. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're very good at going, yeah, I'll just check Instagram, I'll just check Twitter. And you can't just check it. You have to scroll yeah answer a couple of tweets because the next post that comes up might be important and then what if you miss it yeah. <laughs> but i started telling myself more now that because the internet has widened everything so much you know i mean most of my author friends end up living in america mm. or maybe in australia like janelle who i've just interviewed the other day um they, you know on the one hand it's great that we can talk to each other so easily thanks to the magical powers of the interwebs. But on the other hand, um, we end up being in so many different time zones. The chances yeah. are they'll end up emailing me just as I'm going to bed, yes. which I then won't see for eight hours or more. And by the time I do see it finally in the morning, after all the time, it's still fine and nothing has burned down and there haven't been any catastrophes. So, you know, it's, probably fine if we just focus on writing for just half an hour <laughs> yeah I, th I think the, i think the worst thing though is when you you have a submission you've submitted it and you're waiting for that email um to say whether you've been accepted and it's and it's like well i know they're not going to do it immediately but maybe the day after the day after that and you'll find yourself looking through your inbox and then looking through your spam box in case it's gone into spam <laughs> Well, it can happen quite easily, can't it? I've had an experience with that that's maybe worth mentioning, is that the first short story that I've submitted was to a rather large online magazine. Okay. And I, by the time I submitted it, I think we only had like two weeks left or something before the deadline. So I thought I'd, I'd quickly get into that. But it, it told me um, that I was, I think, roughly the 860th submission or something in their queue. And I think it only went down by about five or six stories a day. So they weren't getting through submissions overly fast. Yeah. And um, I think finally by the last day before the deadline, I think I've, I'd made my way up to spot 300 something. Mm. And then suddenly overnight, I don't believe for one second that they suddenly read 300 stories in one day. And it then, I then got the email to say, we're very sorry about your stories and for us right now. And you just sit there and think, there's no way you've read no. suddenly they, so many they, stories. You've just run out of time. They probably, they probably just filled, filled their slots. <clears throat> yeah. And they so I yeah. think it's probably also worth considering just how large 
the publication is that you're going to yeah. submit to. But also in this case, it was for a magazine. You know, of okay. course, with, which can probably only take one or two stories at a time. Whereas, of course, with anthologies, you tend to have nine, ten authors in the yeah. book at the same time. But it's still maybe worth just making sure that um, the publication or the anthology that you're choosing isn't so large that your submission might just disappear. Yeah, you're kind of like a little minnow in a huge pond, aren't you? I think maybe yeah. start small or start smaller is probably a better way to go. Well, at the time, it was an easy one. It was right there. The submission was easy enough. And again, I was in that mindset of, I'm really excited to do this now. I'm going to submit to them and we'll just see what happens. And, um, but it didn't matter because you, you have that you still have that story and that story yeah I do somewhere else so well that's it you know it didn't it didn't get into it on this occasion but it might get into the next one you know you never know so if you do get a rejection don't think in any way that it's not because that that it happened because your story isn't any good or even just that even though they told you that it didn't that it wasn't right for them. It, it might actually have been perfect for them. It's just that they ran out of time. That's it. You, you've got to treat it like every rejection with a kind of a pinch of yeah. salt. It, it, it wasn't right at that time for that particular publication. So, yeah. And then just find somewhere else for it. Just market it somewhere else. Exactly. I mean, at that point, you've also already then got the cover letter for it and you've already got it formatted. So actually, if anything, then the second submission you'll do is even going to be easier because you've already got all that sorted. You then just need to adjust it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So that also helps. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any any tips for writers who want to do what you're doing with all the short stories, be that writing related or submission related? We've already touched on some parts, like really sticking to the criteria that they're looking oh. for and doing the research. Maybe, maybe just start with an idea of your own um, and see if you can keep it, say, under 6,000 words. Just practice getting the, the whole story down in that brief amount of words and make, making sure that, again, you have an exciting beginning, a solid middle, and a fabulous ending that's going to leave your reader very, very satisfied. Um, just see if you can do that. And if you can do that and you, re you really like what you've written, get it to a couple of people that can be to read it for you and can tell you if they think it's any good. And then you actually have something to go by. You can try and find a market for it, but if there isn't a market, just leave it be. There will be a market eventually. But then you've, you've got that format. You've actually done it. You've completed one, which will give you the confidence then to start looking through proper submissions and uh, applying with brief. I think that's very good advice. And, um, I think what people tend to struggle with is to just start if they haven't got an idea. So I yeah. thought what we could do maybe is leave them with a writing prompt. Oh. And then if they do want to give it a shot, they can dive straight in. So I don't know if you've got something in mind. Probably not because this is improvising on my part as well. I've just it thought of this. This is, this is definitely improvising. Um, just let me have a think. You, I do have a book here. We can run with that. <laughs> okay, go on. Just pull something out of there while I have a think. Then I just open it on a random page. Open it on a random page, yeah. All right, guys. Um, so your, your writing prompts. Uh, this is from a book called 642 Things to Write About by the San Francisco Writers Grotto. It's exactly what it says on the 
title <laughs> and your your test writing prompt just to get you started on something is write down as many cliches and aphorisms as you can think of go back and start the ones you actually say that's not a writing prompt that's not really a prompt that doesn't work it? let's do another one try another one here you go that might yeah this one might work scientists announced they've discovered the secret to immortality write a petition letter to save the event of death over oh. to you people <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually quite tough <laughs> yeah yeah well maybe we should have gone with something easier <laughs> this is that was just me opening it on a random page you also get very simple things like write about an object that has personal meaning to you yes maybe just do that <laughs> <laughs> i'll include all three in the show notes and then you can pick your difficulty level that you fancy that morning <laughs> Have you thought of anything? No, oh, I'm just trying to think. I'm, I'm useless at doing these off-the-spot off things. Well, as, it, as, as it's nearly Halloween, you could possibly write a short story that includes a scarecrow in a graveyard. There you go. doesn't have to be complicated. See, I'm overthinking no. it. That's what happens when I don't plan. <laughs> so you can do anything you want, but it must include... A scarecrow in a graveyard. There you go. Any genre, anything you want, but try to keep it under 6,000 words because yes. I think that's what most anthologies are looking for. It might even be shorter than that, but I think for a yes. start, just see yeah. if you can do that. Now remember to include a clear beginning, middle and end. That's That's all we need to do. All right. Well, I think we can leave it on that. Um, I will definitely link to all that in the show notes as well. I'm going to link to Horror Tree. Well, thank you very much for uh, hosting me. It's been a pleasure as always, Serena. <laughs> always, always. And Fetty. <laughs> no cake this time. Okay, th well. Thank you very much for having a chat with me. And I hope that it's helped you guys get started with writing short stories. Thank you very much, Beth. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, maybe learn something along the way, hit the subscribe button. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Serena underscore Lange, on Instagram and Facebook at Serena Lange Writer, and of course on my website at serenalange.com. Until next time, bye!